0: Good morning. It's awesome when we're able to do two videos in one day. Excuse me. And it's even better when we get an awesome guest to come join us. So today, Megalodon. It is extinct. We're going to tell you why. And of course, give our thoughts. Let's uh, let's jump in. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Rob. It is Friday. <sighs> so much to do. I gotta catch my breath. We got another video for you today, and it's really cool because we love doing videos. And of course, as I mentioned, the promo—it's even better when you got an awesome guest to talk to. So, without further ado, the Queen of the Deep herself. We've got Victoria.
1: Hi.
0: <laughs> Every time I gotta try to do something. There it is. All right, guys, so this video is gonna be part of Everyday Heroes, the series that covers the more complicated, serious, more in-depth topics. Of course, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to us on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And we'll talk about all that fun stuff at the end as well. All right, guys, so this is one that I love because I'm a big creature person. I love dinosaurs, I love mythological. Um, So the Megalodon, before we go into the extinct part, Megalodon probably one of the strangest creatures ever lived. Um obviously Oh no,
1: not by a long shot. <laughs> but it okay. certainly captured many in imagination.
0: Yes, and if any, you know, we've we've seen him in uh, the the book and movie of the same title called The Meg. Um, and scary enough, that movie is not far off from what that thing was able to do. So let me give you some quick a uh, quick fact, really quick, that we'll go over. Uh, first off, the name comes from the Greek meaning giant tooth, which mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. If you guys have seen these jaws, you can sit inside of one. Your teeth about this big? <laughs> exactly. It's the size of your head. Um, it was the largest fish that ever lived. Um, some individuals measured up to almost 60 feet long, some possibly larger. That would be about three times the size of today's largest sharks which would be, I believe, the whale shark, if I'm not uh, Mm -hmm. correct or wrong. Um, Along with that size, it was able to eat almost 2,500 pounds of food per day. Um, Granted, being a carnivore, this was probably smaller sharks, other fish, anything that this guy can get his jaws on. And at this point, probably not much was going to give up a fight for that. Uh, most fish are exclusively cold-blooded, but megalodon may have been like today's great whites, which are considered partially warm-blooded due to the heat they generate while swimming. So I'll stop here because I know you're telling me you know a lot about sharks. What is interesting about this fact compared to other fish with the whole heat regulation thing or generation?
1: Well, One of the things is that um, we do a lot of extrapolation and you kind of have to because, of course, you know they're called giant tooth because that's one of the only things to have survived, Um, with sharks being mainly cartilage and very little bone, very little things uh, survive, so they have to make estimations based on, and it's interesting, as the scientific uh, study has continued, they they think that some of the, the face shape may be more like a blue shark, and that the body may most closely resemble what we think, what most lay people would think of as a a great white, it may have been more in line with like the bull shark, the bull shark that can go up rivers and streams um, in addition to being in the ocean. So they're, they're starting to, to really, uh, it's it's kind of like a lot of the studies have gone with the dinosaurs, doing a lot of extrapolation based on what we have, what we see, and what we have in today's world, and so it's quite possible with it being that large, and they know from the tooth it definitely was a carnivore, right. and um, that to be able to handle that body weight, to be able to do all the things that we know it had to have done, um. That there's a lot of chances that it will have more of that warm-blooded. It still, it was still deeply affected probably by water temperatures. But you have to remember when it ran the world for thirteen million <laughs> years, um, right. you know the, the the temperatures were very warm. And then it shifted the asteroid or whatever it was that happened to to shift things around. The waters of the universe, um, of of the planet, got significantly warmer. And they didn't like it that much.
0: Yeah. And actually, you you brought up a point. Because one of the articles I read, that was one of the biggest deals uh, for the reasons behind it. So we'll get to that in a minute. A few more facts here. So females are usually larger than the males, which is common in many animal species generally. Yeah, But even at an infant this thing was already almost seven feet long from tip to tail because of its size it was one of the apex predators preying upon the animals that we mentioned um and even though both them and dinosaurs were extinct and this kind of comes in the jurassic park thing All these animals were not there together. So obviously, if you guys are not talking about we're talking
1: over a span of millions upon millions of years since the Big Bang, you know, you had all these different creatures. And one of the things that is fascinating is that um, most creatures that become extinct become extinct because of a loss of land and food. And so when you think about the Megalodon and how much food it had to eat, because we've seen this with others of the various dinosaur periods where if their food source left, disappeared or whatever else it it's, it's so funny that it's something that seems so simple could be the death. And, but we see the modern times where if um, there's development in an area, um there's concerns right now about the Galapagos because as more eco you know um, t- tourist visit, it's changing the landscape. It's bringing things people don't realize they have things on their clothing, things on their belongings that then come and are instituted to a pristine environment. So right. as the environment changes, as their world changes, as their land goes away, this is why animals become extinct. It's it's usually right. with a very a very quiet little thing that that results in changes.
0: Right. Um, so yeah. So really. So when the dinosaurs died out, that was sixty six million years ago. These guys came after it twenty three million. The Jurassic Park theory thing, and this is just unfortunate because it's how movies and books are done not everything is alive at the same time so there's that whole debate where somebody on youtube did a whole thing about you know there weren't pterodactyls with the tyrannosaurus and there weren't triceratops with the whatever this is one of those deals here megalodons are much newer than the dinosaurs were and at the same time they have found bones pretty much everywhere minus antarctica which is always interesting because it's the one continent where nothing really can live other than you know the penguins um, although within and, the
1: glaciers they do find actually fairly well preserved usually not as far as antarctica but you know things move and that's one of the things we forget is we've got currents which is why like when um they just found i don't remember which ship it was, oh the the endeavor which was one of the ships trying to go to the north pole or the south pole i forget now it was 100 where? years ago i wasn't there believe it or not and um <laughs> You know, it just but they knew that it moved with the currents. It was frozen, and everyone left, and and the ship was never seen again. But it, right. it moves in the currents very slowly. Um, you know, just watch National Treasure or Captain America. You'll you'll find out about people searching under the ice for things that have drifted. Um, <laughs> far more interesting way of describing it than I could. That, but no, that, yeah. It, it, We find things in weird places when you're talking about the North and South Poles, because you have things stuck in the waters. They maybe get this stuck in the ice and that moves. And we find them later, you know, they we're doing research on penguins and huh, what is this? It's a mammoth. Wow. That's weird. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No. So, okay. But that's all those things
1: are found in weird spots.
0: Right. Right. So now to the question of the, of the hour here is why scientists says that it's true. So the first few reason reasons you already brought up, um, obviously the change in Earth that happens to everything. So mm-hmm. obviously, as things uh, move, as things shift, uh, happens with all with all species and uh, human species as well. Everything either you know you either die out, you evolve, you change, you shift, you do whatever. So that's the first one that you brought up. Next one was the the food source. Um, now, interesting enough, the one thing I always brought up bring up because I when I was working at the LA Zoo a while ago. Um, certain species, not everything, because not every animal can do this, Um, certain animals are able to go on by shifting their ability of what they can eat and how they do. The best one is actually, going back to the Galapagos, is the Darwin's finches. Um, They have found the beaks of, I don't know how many species there are there, but there's a bunch. But within that one island system, there's probably at least 10 plus species and the reason why all of them can get along and why all of them have lived so long is because each individual one eats a specific bug, plant, or other. Whether It's, it's a fascinating
1: shape, view of kind of how it all fits together, isn't it?
0: Right. So whether it's the beak shape, whether it's the digestion, because they've somehow been able to uh, retrain their gut, mm-hmm. whether it's the predator-prey relationship, uh, which is why, if you notice on Galapagos, there's a lot of seals, tortoise stuff like that, but not not, not many predators. So almost all the time, when you see a video, they're just showing out on the beach because they're chilling out. They've got nothing to <laughs> worry. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right. They've got nothing to deal, worry about because there's no land carnivores. There's no sky mm-hmm. carnivores that are big enough to take right. down the animals. So that's number two. So that's what you were talking about with the food source. Yes, what, the if adaptability.
1: Some can adapt easily, some cannot. Um, sharks actually in, gen- although they have different different sharks have different um, primary diets, right. um, most of them can't switch.
0: Right. Well, that's what um, I was thinking, because as as a strict carnivore, it kind of goes with why you know why cats can only eat meat. You know, whereas a dog, you can have a dog eat different foods because their stomachs different. But I think as a strict carnivore, which is one reason why I think dinosaurs had a problem because the, the carnivores only ate meat and nothing else.
1: Yes, Sharks, the plant based dinosaurs had a fighting chance. <laughs> no, I,
0: well, and they did, and and you know, and it's kind of like with people because you know those of us mm-hmm. who can eat both you know you can eat a burger you can eat a salad and we're able to do it now of course with with the problem with people is the is the allergy and the intolerance now for me you mm-hmm. know like pure yogurt pure milk no but i can eat ice cream because it's not pure dairy it has other things right. in it that take out the dairy so when i have cereal you know i use lactate because that's the only milk product i can use that won't you know yeah. so it's food it it's, it is, it's never been simple, but it is kind of funny yeah. to think that such a big predator apex died so quick as one of the reasons food, I think, makes the most sense. because It
1: does, and it's funny because you think about, especially the large ones, whether you're talking dinosaurs or the sea creatures or anything else, they have to eat a lot of food. Right. And when you think about it now, when you look at various animals, depending on what they do, hummingbirds have to eat all the time because they're burning so many calories in right. the way and these teeny tiny things. But if you blew them up to human size or dinosaur size, the amount of food they would need to heat the body, survive the body, give energy to the body, be able to do something to get out of bed in the morning, you know, there's a certain amount that's needed. And it's funny when you realize if there's a change in the ecosystem and they don't have the same food sources they had before, or the food source has changed in some other way, all of a sudden it's kind of like, okay, I've got nothing to eat. And, you know, you forget with animals when, and it's actually true with humans, when you don't have food, it's harder to breed and you don't necessarily breed the healthiest next generation. And so we see this time and time again in, in um, animal studies, in, in the biology and everything else that it just, it, you know, it's like, okay, so you need A, you need B, you need C. If one of those pieces is missing, there's a change. But when we know that the temperature changed, we know that the food source changed, I mean, we're just we're quickly knocking out all the things that this poor thing, I don't care how big it was. It doesn't matter if its mouth was two feet wide. You know, if all you've got is plankton, it's not going to work.
0: Right. And then the next one up actually goes right with that. And the other thing you mentioned, too, was the temperature change. Now, of course, we know that climate change is not new. But back in the day, you go from ice to no ice in a matter of apparently it was only a couple (laughs) million years. That's going to drastically affect not only your food, but your body as well. Now, you also mentioned, and I remember because I've, I've uh, watched some sci-fi movies, I've watched some other stuff about bull sharks. And what's funny about it is they always make a point of saying that those are the worst ones to deal with because they can go yes. from cold to hot with no problem. So if we were to surmise a guess, why wouldn't the biology have allowed this thing to... Um, survive through such a drastic well, you know, temperature. it's quite
1: possible that it has to do with, you know, it came on quickly. It was there for a couple million years. Right. And then somewhere between 3.6 and 4 point something million years ago, it died out. So it was all, it was a very short period of time. Yeah, I know 13 million years sounds like forever. But it's actually not as long as you think when you think about the history of the universe. And so... It, it just, it, it came in strong, gave a great showing and whimpered off into the sunset. I, it, we've actually seen this happen with other creatures. Many of the dinosaurs, many of the things that we refer to as dinosaurs in the various ages, it's like, okay, so during this time period, we have 10, 20 million years. This creature was dominant. Then it was this one. Then it was this one. And it changes. The apex predator Kind of feels, and I I might be wrong, but with what, with what I've read in some scientific journals and stuff, it always feels like the apex predator is the first to go. They seem the least adaptable, the least yeah. changeable. And some of them, you know, they've discovered that from DNA and doing retro DNA and looking at fossils and stuff. It's like, oh, that dinosaur still exists, but now it's this small bird. So it went from being eight feet tall to now it's two feet tall or one foot tall, or it's this big or, and so they do find a way to exist, but differently, but with what we can tell from the DNA, there isn't a modern shark that it turned into. It just stopped. And there's a lot that, especially as the earth was forming and different things happened between the comets and the, and the, all the different things. I mean, it's kind of amazing when you think about what happened for the first several hundred million years of this planet. <laughs> it's like, it, it was like, boy, so glad humans exist now because I wouldn't want to be running from all that then. And the climate was constantly changing because of things exterior interior. The earth was forming. We went from what what do you call it? Pangira to the seven different continents. Right, right, and Um, You know, all that stuff is happening. We've kind of settled down for the last (laughs) few thousand years, you know, we finally settled down. And so we haven't had as drastic a change as they used to see because it, it just, you know, the earth isn't changing that quickly. We won't go into what humans are doing to it, but that's a whole nother story.
0: Right. Um, But I'm actually glad you brought up the uh, new sharks and old one because that's that's the last um, idea that scientists have. It's strict competition. So we know that great whites are almost as old and are still around today as being one of the oldest ones. I think uh, crocodiles are probably number two or maybe kind of in line with sharks. So the fourth idea of why they went extinct was strict competition. Now that's for every animal. Now the funny thing is because you know, you say that, you go, wait, but a great white shark is this. And, the, you know, it doesn't necessarily be the size of the fight. It's how much you can do better than the other. And because of everything you've been mentioning, and I've been mentioning about the, the temperature change, the food thing, it makes perfect sense that great white yeah. just said, hey, we're going to take over, go, you know, whatever yourself and have fun. Well, they
1: were more adaptable as a species and they were more... um and and sometimes smaller is better simply because it makes it easier so when you look at um some of the predators on on our planet today and there's a lot of the big cats that yeah they're they're big animals but they sometimes take down animals that are twice their size you know you watch a a a lion with a water buffalo um (laughs) you know but they're able to because the, the, it's almost like the the great white has gotten to just the right size. Although yeah. I can't really say that because we've overfished them. And um, I, I've seen the the net result of that too often when I lived in Hawaii. And it just, that they've actually shrunk in size. So when you see a, a great oh, okay. white that's actually reached the 20 feet, which used to not be unheard of. In, in today's age, in 2022, there's only a handful of known, you know, really big, bigger than 15-foot great white sharks that are dominating these waters because they are killed off um, for their meat, for their fins, hmm. for for sport. Um, I know that. So, you know, yeah. they're not even the apex predator anymore. We are. And... Um, we there's a whole other conversation us, right there. But, you know.
0: Which is a whole other no, conversation. You brought up a good point.
1: But they were. They were very adaptable for the last, you know, three, four million years. Um, Great whites and other sharks were far more adaptable. And they were smaller. Most, and, you know, Megalodon was not the only giant shark. Um, right. They're just the most famous. Um, The The book of Jaws, when, when Benchley was writing it, he had in mind the, the, um, megalodon shark they changed it to a great white because it was very difficult well how do you yeah um as as it was with all the difficulties on that shoot um if they had to make the shark any bigger than that i don't know what they would have done but um
0: (laughs) it'd be stuck at the bottom of the ocean somewhere it would have
1: been stuck at the bottom of the ocean outside of martha's vineyard (laughs) and it just there was adaptability And you see that in a lot of our modern sharks that have been around for millions of years, they were adaptable as you see that with a lot of the animals that we know have been around for millions of years. And we find that they are adaptable. They can change, they can adjust. Um, You know, when you think about just everything that we know of in great sharks, uh, great white sharks, most of it did not, Um, The first big studies did not happen until the seventies and that's not that long ago. I'm just going to tell you. Um, (laughs) And so it's fascinating what we've figured out and what we've learned and they've managed to survive despite everything that's come at them. They have found ways to survive. And of course, then you can start talking about the whole circle of life that you, you know a predator helps thin out the herds of the sick and the elderly or the you know the ones that weren't going to make the herd strong right and that's part of evolution is that you know you you weed out the bad dna in theory um it doesn't happen quickly it doesn't happen all the time but you know they have found a way to survive in our ever-changing oceans And I think it's one of the things that's always fascinated me about them is I found them beautiful and fascinating. No, I don't want to go swimming with them. To the other people who are brave enough to do that, sure, go for it. I don't need to swim with them to not to respect them. (laughs) I respect them quite well. And, and ha- living in Hawaii, they are quite, plen- well, relatively, they're quite plentiful. They used to be much more significant numbers. And sure. and it was fascinating, and it was wonderful. And um, there are many Polynesian cultures that revere them as either their deities or their um, elders. Because when you have something that is that strong and that beautiful and that, I mean, when you think about it, yes, I know the the Discovery Channel... Has just destroyed Shark Week with with making it more about the sensational and less about the educational. I remember when Shark Week was cool, and it was neat, and you learn new things. MythBusters did an entire episode on Jaws and sharks, and I thought that was wonderful because it was extremely educational, and you didn't even realize you were getting an education at the time. And it just, I I wish people would respect sharks again and. You know, give them a healthy distance. You don't want to be surfing with one behind you. I will tell you that. No. Um, but, you know, it's their waters. And I they're just amazing. The fact that they survive. And the fact that they continue to, to breed despite the ever-changing oceans. And um, they don't breed as frequently as they used to. Right. But. I don't know. I'm just an absolute awe, and I love the great white sharks. No, I do not want to meet one.
0: (laughs) Well, we will. Okay, I mean, we we so we definitely agree there. I will like them from afar. I will watch them on underwater cameras. Uh, I know you can't get one in an aquarium; they're just too hard. Um, They're too
1: big, but you can get a lot of other species in aquariums and i recommend go and see them dispel the fear dispel the the concerns and just watch how amazing it's a graceful ballet in the water that these majestic animals i I, i'm just as you can tell i just love them i know i'm really weird but it's a fun kind of weird
0: Anyway, no, so we will uh, end with the question I always do because, you know, I am definitely on the myth stuff. I watch, you know, a lot of alien stuff. I watch a lot of stuff on, you know, cryptids. And there's always the stories, you know, there's the Bigfoot, the Yeti, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you were to just make an observation, now I know generally speaking, size-wise, it's going to be hard. Would yeah. you think in any possible, at the deepest depths of the ocean, do you think that science may be wrong and that there could be, one or two floating around down there, or do you think it's so large that we would know if there was one of these floating around in the ocean somewhere?
1: There might be a relative of the Megalodon that we haven't discovered yet, but okay. an actual Megalodon of the traditional size based on their teeth and everything else we know. No, because we have made it to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. We have made it with, with machinery, um, to other deep trenches. And although we're always finding new and amazing creatures, they're usually not gigantic. You, you know, when we first got film, I know, when we got film of the giant squid, a lot of people were hopeful. But you have to understand that the giant squid, although is if you laid it on a table, it would be a really big freaking table. Um, <laughs> but they... they when you look, you know, their body is is small and moldable and can go in tiny places and can do things and can survive without needing a large real estate. But right. to have something that big um, that we we haven't found, we're more likely to find smaller things um, or more movable, foldable, squishable things. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I, just, I just feel like with what we know and what we have discovered, although there is still much of the ocean for us to discover, we have been summed to the depths. And the, the ability of a megalodon in all of its glory to have bypassed us would be very difficult, if nothing else, from the amount of food that it would need. And I, I do sometimes laugh. I've seen the videos on YouTube. Could this be a megalodon? No, it's a close-up of a Greenland shark that's 15 feet long, but sure, okay. Um, you know, I, I just love it when, when they just get so, oh, this could be a megalodon. Okay, we already know that's a faked photo. Okay, you know, and a lot of times in these pictures, they'll take a great white shark and they'll blow it out of proportion. And they'll do some of the nice little Photoshop that we can do. And it's like, um, it doesn't even look like a Megalodon. You didn't even try. But I do well, think that there's more for us like, to discover.
0: Yeah, well, it's not, Just well, not a you, Megalodon. You are definitely up there with with the scientists. I've written stuff from National Geographic and Newsweek and stuff like that. All of them are saying the same thing. It would yeah. be very far past for something that large to to uh, hide you know and you know while it might be fun to think about it i i kind of agree with with the relative type of thing i think there could possibly be because as we know things come in different shapes and sizes there could easily be another prehistoric ish like fish right uh the coelacanth is a perfect example that they thought Mm -hmm. was dead and then started finding a bunch off africa i think in 2000 2001 right um so I'm with you on that one. It, would be, it, would, it wouldn't be awesome to have one. It'd be awesome to be like, oh, my God, it's still alive. But you are right. As far as things like the giant squid and other, you know, squishy creatures, they are large, but they also can, you know, magically yeah. disappear into tight spots. Um, so I'm yeah. going to go with you on that. As, as pains as it is to tell, I will have to agree it. The Megalodon is officially but gone. I, I
1: don't know. Maybe we're going to find out that they actually shrink because they realized they just couldn't grow that big. And then we're going to find them somewhere in one of the deep oceans. And they're going to grow to be like two feet long. And it's going to be the baby Meg.
0: And everyone's going to want to We, we know
1: that there could be. I mean, we did, did the Greenland shark and some of the other um, um, uh, deep ocean, deep ice sharks that really we've only been discovering fairly recently. So right. finding another version of a shark, no big shock finding a Megalodon, it would be cool for five minutes.
0: <laughs> Until you realize. Because then
1: you'd realize there was a Megalodon loose. Uh,
0: that, that movie wasn't even good. good. but That was just like, yeah, anyway. Um, he you
1: eat Jason Statham like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yes, I'll probably
1: watch the Meg too. What the hell?
0: I know, right? They'll make a sequel. I'll be like, it's back again. I, yeah,
1: I understand that they're filming it right now. It'll be interesting to see. Oh like, what's, God. what's this topic going to be?
0: I don't even want to what, know that. I, okay. I'm
1: willing to watch it. What the heck?
0: I'll come to you for the review. Um, all right. So I think it is fairly clear to say that science wins this one here. Um, You know, I am a a believer of cryptid stuff, you know, whether it's the Bigfoot, Loch Ness, stuff like that. There are so many things that we don't know. So to to push it off as automatically no is obviously the wrong way to do it. Science has shown us that if you really want to get down to the answer, do all the testing that you need to do before you officially say uh, yes or no. In this case, they have proven that size does matter, and that we would be hard-pressed to not run into it if we were searching through the trenches. Um, You're so more likely
1: a, to be able to hide things that are small.
0: Exactly. So, so if the, the
1: monster is this big, no. <laughs>
0: hey, hey, that is a whole other episode right here. We will, you know, you better not mess with my Nessie here. i no. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. So I think we have proven this one. Science is right. Megalodon has gone extinct with the dinosaurs. But as she mentioned earlier, a lot of things have come out of others. So for instance, birds are now found to be direct descendants of larger dinosaurs. So in a way, our birds of today are basically mini dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool, right? And they, yes. they can't eat you. Well, some of them could. Some of them do have beaks and talons that probably could. But most birds out there are not going to be able to, so you can look at dinosaurs happily with a bird feeder in your backyard. Um, all right, guys, thank you so much for joining us there on this special that's episode. So do. Thank you so much for joining us on this special episode here. Of course, as always, we love the lovely Victoria coming on. If you haven't yet, go uh, subscribe to Disneyverse and Disney Librarian. And again, if you haven't yet, subscribe to us on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You'll be able to learn all the stuff coming up. Uh, We are going to get prepped for our April video very soon, which she'll be back for. We do one big event each month, so that's kind of cool. Until tomorrow, guys. We got another video coming for you. Maybe we'll have her back. Who knows? Until then, suspenseful music play. All right, guys. Enjoy.